man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, Pat. Yeah, Patrick King. Hey, like when you were a kid growing up, did anybody ever call you Patty? No, I, they called me uh, PK, and Estes used to call me Fat Pat because I was the biggest guy on the team. So, they, so if someone no call, called me Pat, the only reason they didn't call me Patty was I went to school. I went to grade school, junior high, and high school with a girl named Patty King. Okay, so if somebody would have called you Patty, would you have smoked them? No, I would have walked away. What from about him. if somebody would have called you Sue? Sue, a boy, a boy named Sue, a boy named Sue from the Johnny Cash. Yeah, I probably would have just walked away from. So people call me Ronnie all the time. Hey, Ronnie, what's happening, Ronnie. man? Yeah. What? This is this is Pat King to my right, the great Pat King, former great athlete at Anderson High School, uh, former great high school ago. basketball coach at, at John Adams, coach football down in Texas. Uh, head head basketball coach at Madison Heights, head basketball coach South Bend Career Academy. I always liked watching Pat's teams because I always learned stuff watching his team. Then when I took the Mishawaka job, Pat came on board with me, and uh, we missed, missed, we set Mishawaka bas- or, uh, basketball back by about ten years, you maybe by ten years. Took, you took a little of their money we, uh, and uh, had some fun. But, the, you know, the one thing I do remember, think how many times you'd get upset. I was going to say pissed off, but we can't. Um, I was. I used to get pissed a lot. You did. Yeah. yeah. You did, and you'd walk over to me, and I had no idea what was going to happen. And I finally realized you'd go. Do you realize we get paid to be here? Yeah. No, I used to say that all <laughs> and the that time. Was, that was kind of your way of saying these kids are just screwing up. Get me out of here. Yeah. No. And and I. I, I mean, we got paid to coach something that <laughs> you know if they would have said, hey, how about coaching this little team? So so when I left Anderson and retired from Anderson. Um, uh, my son Jack played for St. Mary's. Yeah. Played on the seventh and eighth grade team at St. Mary's in Anderson, mm-hmm. and I coached that team. Oh, gee. I okay. coached that team, and I'm in there coaching them up, man. Uh, you know, and, and to me, to me, it was hoops. Yeah. To me, it was hoops, and and I didn't really, I didn't really differentiate. Um, now the players were different and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't differentiate because I had a practice plan. I went in and I coached them up, and. I'm in those little games, and those refs are—they're just awful, you know, because they're down at that level. And I, you know, well, that's funny because I, you know, growing growing up, we had I had some of my buddies that went to St. St. Mary's grade school, and then they ended up going to Central or, or Northside for for junior high, which are two schools that don't even exist down there now. Yeah, yeah, no, and I so coaching. I mean, I mean, to me, coaching was just a blast, and it didn't matter. You know, I mean, we made a big deal out of making money because we had to feed our families. So sure. we had to make money, but um, we did. It. We also did it because we, we did loved it. We loved it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Speech and speaking of coaching, man, college football now is is in that area <laughs> where the regular season is done. They're they're gonna. Uh, uh, we'll talk about some of these playoff games that are going to happen next week. This is duck and cover time for coaches right now. Yeah, isn't it? no, there's just <laughs> they get that phone just, call from the athletic director. Hey, can you meet me for a meeting? Yeah, no, and bring the playbook. Yeah, that's that's almost like uh, you know the NFL when when it's cut down day. Cut day. Hey, listen, you know, come to uh, my office and bring your playbook. Yes, that means adios. So I'm just going to go down my list here. Um, Back way back in August, when we started this round of a 28 show period, the big, all of the big talk was Neon Dion. Mm-hmm. All of the big talk was how Dion Sanders was able to um, lure everybody to come to Colorado. How he was able to decimate that he, roster, he cleaned the house, and started Colorado. And how everybody was buying into it. So I mean, the, I mean, the buy-in was so strong. He started off with some non-conference games, right? And they were on prime time at noon. Yeah, and they and they won, and they yes, won. They, they were three and zero. They were three and zero, and then he got into the Pac-12. Then he got into the Pac-12. He ended up four and eight. He was one and eight in the Pac-12. Um, you know, at the beginning, everybody was talking about his son, the quarterback, and how he was gonna, you know, for you know, forget about Drake May, forget about Caleb Williams, the, the Sanders kid from Colorado was gonna be all this in a well, bag they had, of chips. They had him as a Heisman candidate for the yes. first month and a half. Yes, and the recruiting cycle, uh, every and, and we said this, 
if if Neon Dion, if he can get this rolling with his personality and the way that he attracts people and the fact that he he was there, he did that. Um, he is going to get players, and he did. Mm-hmm. He he signed a, gr- a great class of players, and then sudden reality set in. Right, they found out they didn't have any linemen. Reality set in, and they started losing, and now they weren't on primetime games anymore. Yeah. They stuck on Friday nights at ten o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's it's just it's the way it's the way, you know. Everybody thought that we can shortcut this process. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we have. Then let's run sixty players off. Let's bring sixty new players That's in. Transfer portal at its best on and steroids. That's let's, for sure. And let's shortcut this process. Well, you know, I mentioned in August. That if they could be six and six, he he could be the chance to be coach of the year. You know, after yeah. what they won one game last year, yeah, with the old coach. If he came in and was six and six, and that would get him a chance to be in a bowl game, and obviously yes. that would be a big deal for him. But they just they didn't get that far this year. But you, I would still have what they end up with four, four and eight. They were four and eight, one and eight in the league. You know what? Let's sit down and think about it. That's not bad. Well, That's three games better than they were last year. Yeah, it just happens with all the hype. Yeah, that's that's why we're talking about it right now. Well, and and the hype, and the hype, and then everybody started, you know, thinking that that they could shortcut this, and you can't. No, you have to go through the growing pains. That's why. That's why the owner of the Carolina Panthers, uh, David Tepper, he took that team over in 2018. He bought that team. He's been through four. He's going on his fourth head coach now. Five years later, just fired Frank Reich today. Yes, and um, I mean, it's the and, second, and some of the assistants. Yeah, and it's the second time in two years that Frank's been fired midseason. I thought the hire was kind of strange myself, but um, it happened quick, didn't it? I mean, it, it was all of a sudden, boom! It happened Frank really Reich. quick. Yeah, and Frank Reich and the eight and the uh, general manager wanted to draft. Uh, the uh, uh, the kid from Ohio State, mm-hmm. CJ, um, CJ Stroud. Yes, and Tepper wanted to draft Bryce, and so they drafted so they drafted Bryce Young, mm-hmm. and they're in this they're in a quagmire of one in ten, and so let's fire Frank. Yeah, it's Frank's fault. Yeah, let's fire Frank. Well, so and then going back and then going back to Dion, now uh, some of these commits. That committed uh, uh, the big six-five quarterback uh, in the in the twenty twenty-five class, Antoine Hill. Right. He decommits today. Uh, the wide, the great wide receiver from twenty twenty-five, Winston Watkins. He decommits today. There's a, another quarterback, Danny O'Neill, decommits today. Um, yeah, he's from Cathedral. Yeah. So now, so now, uh, 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 the shine is mm-hmm. off. Sure. Now it's just football. Yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. It's football, and it's where it's where you fit into the pecking order of football. So now, like you said, they improve three games. Now, if they improve three games next year, they'd be seven and five and going to a bowl mm-hmm. game. And so, I guess what this showed people, what this showed me, what this showed prognosticators, there is a process, and there is a method, and there is. There is a, a deal where you have to go through the right the right coaching ways to do this. There's no quick fix. There's, I don't, I don't think. Process. I, I think what he did this year was really pretty good. I would have to give him an A or a B for what they did. It just happened the media created all this. Of course, that's you know Dion likes that too. Well, that, well so the media created what Dion wanted to be yes. created. Oh, yeah, it was and very Dion, much controlled. And Dion spun it himself early too. Sure, he did. When they won some quick games, and he was, you know, one of the coaches that they played against wore sunglasses or or, 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 or made the comment that Dion should take the sunglasses off when he's in a for the night games. He, yeah, when yeah. he's in a press conference, and so Dion buys all his kids his famous sunglasses. Right, right. So Dion went in. I mean. I mean, Dion played into it a little bit too. Sure, he did. And so now, and so now, what he knows, you know, and a couple of his coaches are leaving. Tim Brewster, the tight ends coach, they're either leaving or they're getting fired. You know, I mean, yeah. just depends on what you believe. But, but now, but now you got to go back to work. Yeah. And um, 
I and mean, work, work starts this week because the transfer portal opens on December 4. Yeah. So and we, we've been, you know, all day today, that's all we've been hearing is about who's who's staying and who's going, and especially here in the state. So, so I thought about um, – can you do the commercials right now? I, I sure can if you want me to. Yeah, because we're going to get into this pretty heavy. Tony Letcher with Health Markets Insurance is a proud supporter of Coach's Corner. Whether you need help with your health insurance or Medicare, it's time to get the right coverage from the right place. Call Tony at 574-307-8882 or visit his website at tletcher.com. Andy Kern and James Carpenters are both real estate brokers with the Weikert uh, real Estate and Jim Dunphy, an associates agency. The office is locally owned but has big company resources behind it that many smaller real estate offices just don't have. Whether you're selling your fifth house or buying your starter home, Andy and Jim can help. They have great experience. Call or text Andy at 574-386-4479 or give Jim Carpenter, James Carpenter, a call at 574 574- Two nine two 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 seven seven for great local real estate service. Frick's Driving School has been named the best driving school in Michiana. Not second best, not third best, but the best. Man, if I was a kid and I would I would learn to drive from Frick's, my uh, my life would be so much better with my wife. She's always complaining about my driving. The best in Michiana. Frick's was started in 1960 and is located on Edison Road in Mishawaka. If your child is 15 or if your child is 67, you can get them started at Frick's. There are multiple instructors available for driving lessons, including our own coach, Patrick King. To learn more, go to FrickstriverEd.com or give them a call at 574-256-2881. Coach's Corner is brought to you by Couric Chiropractic and Wellness Center. Dr. Kevin Corrick would like to invite you to stop by his office on Cleveland Road in South Bend, just east of, east of Portage Avenue. He's been serving Mishawaka for over or uh, Michiana for over 20 years, specializing in back, neck, and headaches naturally with chiropractic care. Uh, go see him for a free consult at Corrick Chiropractic and Wellness Center. Learn more on their website or give them a call at 574-282-2828. What about Hans' funeral home, man? Did I tell you the joke? Have I told you this joke? I'm going to act like I haven't heard it. What did one casket say to the other? Is that you, Coffin? The, the loss of a loved one can leave you with lots of unanswered questions and stress. At Hans' funeral homes of Mishawaka, we're, we're here to help. Our focus has always been on the families that we serve. At Hans' funeral home, we stand ready to meet your needs and exceed your expectations when selecting a funeral home. Our experienced funeral directors and staff will be there for you every step of the way for all your service needs. Han Funeral Homes, located at 505 West A Street in downtown Mish. You can call us anytime at 574-255-1474. Stop in to get answers from our local funeral professionals. And then obviously, we can't, I mean, we can't get into this without talking about uh, the Black Sedan Band, a band uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, we have our Black Sedan Hotline. They have great music. They This is our second year with them sponsoring us. So if you have any questions, just let us know. If you want to book them, let us know. They do travel, uh, and, and they're great. They play great music. And, um, they, you know, like I said, they've been with us for two years. We are back on Coach's Corner. And how about that Black Sedan band out of Birmingham, Alabama? Um, I mean, they play great music. There are bumper music in, out, or whatever, and their drummer is obviously my brother, the great uh, Donnie <laughs> yep. Heck. So if you if you like their music, pull them up on on uh, Facebook, on the internet, the Black Sedan Band, and listen to them. And um, if if you're interested, you know, I mean, let us know. The Han Funeral Home is a is a really I mean, the loss of a loved one can leave you with lots of unanswered questions and stress. At Han Funeral Homes of Mishawaka, we're here to help. Our focus has always been on the families that we serve. At Han Funeral Home, we stand ready to meet your needs and exceed your expectations when selecting a funeral home. Our experienced funeral directors and staff will be there for you every step of the way for all your your, your funeral service needs. Get a hold of Pat Han and his staff at 574-255-1474 during a very difficult time in your life. Thanks to Tony Letcher with Healthcare Markets Insurance. Whether you need help with your health insurance or Medicare, 
It's time you get the right coverage for the right price. Call Tony today at 574-307-8882 or visit uh, Tony on his website, tletcher.com. So it's, it's that time where, 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 you know, where uh, people are selecting new Medicare coverages. Tony Letcher, uh, I mean, they do a great job in the Medicare business. We so, need to mention uh, Bar Louie here, where we are oh, tonight. Oh, great Bar Louie. We are. We're here at Bar Louie. They've been very generous. They, they feed us every time we're here. Uh, we're up here on the second floor. It's all decorated for the Christmas parties that they have. And we're lucky enough to be here tonight because they have Christmas parties now just about every night. But tomorrow, Tuesdays is hamburger night. So uh, half-price burgers, I think they're now they're six or seven dollars instead of 10 or 12 or 14 and we have tasted their burgers yes. and they're great and no, the burgers are you guys have done the taste test on them i'm still the chicken guy but uh, you guys have done the burgers and, yeah, and coach it, king living on the wild side yeah i like yeah, step out one of these days man get a freaking well, burger I, my stomach Jeez. it's been 35 40 years since you had a burger pretty much I don't. I know I haven't had a steak in like forty years. I've had a burger every once. You in haven't a while. had a steak in forty years. Probably not. John, let's take the boy Probably out. Probably not. Let's take him to Ruth Chris with our Christmas. Absolutely. Show. I, mean, I think we'll do that for our Christmas the day, party. The Thank days you. of getting the number get, get four, the, the number four at Ponderosa are long gone. Get you oh, one of those nice uh, I Ruth Chris prime ribs oh, or well, one yeah, of those ribeyes. Oh I, man, I, that'd I be tried. good. Well, I tell you, I did have a piece of steak at a at a wedding reception here. We went to. Um, I can't remember what I missed a ball game that night. Anyway, that was it. So, All right, hey, you know one thing I want to. Oh, so I thought it was. We're really talking college football. I thought it was really interesting after the game when IU uh, uh, lost to the Boilermakers, lost the Oaken Bucket. Uh, IU had played well, had the game in hand, and just uh, lost the game. Uh, uh, and they had. Tom Allen on the interview after the game, and they asked him a question, you know, what he thought about what was going to happen. And he said, well, it's not up to me. It's up to my bosses, and we'll see what they do. And, they, and, and one of the guys asked the question and said, so, so what are you going to start doing? And he said, well, like all coaches, I have to start re-recruiting my players again. Right. And I have to start re-recruiting those guys and making sure that they don't go into the portal. Well, I got some good news and bad news for you, Tom. <laughs> they decided your fate probably after that game and told you the next day. And um, that might be the bad news, but the good news is you had a $20 million buyout. And because, uh, and I don't know why, and who, who needs, to, I don't really need to know why, but Tom elected not to take the full $20 million. He, he, he let IU off the hook with a $15.5 million buyout payable in two installments of $7.75 million. And I guess that's great because he has an affinity for IU. If I, if I coached my brains out for eight years like Tom did, and um, I'm, I might have, I might have, did the Ed Ogeron saying, show me where I signed, man. Just, show me just, where I signed for that 20. But, and, and obviously Tom, a high school coach in the state of Indiana, uh, his first couple years they had success in that COVID year. Uh, they had success. I think they might have been 6-2, and two, but the last few years they have not. Uh, and he ended up 33-49 and 49 in eight years. But that's, every, that's pretty normal for IU coaches. Yeah, though. but everybody knew, everybody knew that he might have got fired last year had it not been for the twenty-five million dollar buyout he had he had last year. Well, and I, you know, and that's a lot. Of, so that's a lot of money, Pat. I know it is, but I'm I'm gonna go out on on a, on a make a statement that all this happened, and it their peace of mind or they they had the courage to pull the trigger when A and M ponied up seventy some million to get rid of Jimbo because they said, okay, if they can come up with 70 million to get rid of him, we can find 15 or 20. And I think that's made a decision for a lot of different schools. So, too. yeah, but so here's, here's the deal on that though, man, you got kids and I, I'm, I'm kind of the devil advocate on both sides because I, I think if, if you're not coaching them up and, and, and so we're judged by wins and losses. Sure. We're judged by wins and losses. And, and you know that. And, um, I mean, not always the case, though, because you had a raw deal at Adams. But most of the time, we're judged by wins and losses. And if we don't win, 
we always know that that's that that's probably what's going to happen as we go through some of these coaching openings that is what yeah. what, what reality the bottom line, is the bottom line in the power five schools it if, if you don't win they're going to give you some money and send you home yeah but so so there are students that that go to Indiana University, and they can't afford to go to Indiana University. They have to take out massive loans. Right. They have to take out loans, and you know. So when they go to IU, and they get and they go to a four-year program, or or maybe it takes them five years, whatever. I mean, they may come out with a sixty thousand dollars or seventy thousand dollar loan that they immediately have to pay once they get out of school. And so their first 10 to 15 years of, of being a wage earner and working with the degree they received, they're paying back money, mm-hmm. real money that could be used in their families or whatever they wanted it for. But the university can burn $15.5 million just on a coach, or A&M can burn $76 million on a coach but yet you have students who who could take who would take a hundred bucks of that to help them right now you brought up a good point last week about where this money's coming from and this this is not school money this is you mentioned last week how boosters are now running the programs and i think this is a great evidence this this is a situation where they've gone to boosters whether it's a and m talking to some oil man in Texas, or at IU, they're talking to some car dealer or whatever it might be, saying, "Hey, we, can you give me five? I got another guy that's going to give me five. I got three coming over here. They're going to go find four or five or six different people to f- come up with that fifteen or twenty million dollars. Yeah. That's not school money. That's money yeah. coming out of some some private person's pocket. And as we said in the seventies, I can dig that. But here's the deal with that. Okay, here's the deal." If I'm a student and I go to that same cat that's given five mil to buy out Tom Allen, and I ask that cat, hey, hey, Mr. Cat, you have a big business here. You think I could borrow 10 grand from you so I could get a college education? That dude is going to look at you and say, are you crazy? No, but I'll give five mil to buy out the football coach. Right. So I, it just, it just blows my mind. When we're in a in, in a in a time in a deal, where where I mean I mean, that's real money. Right, sure it is. Now, how many people could their lives be changed from a poverty standpoint or anything? But no, that money is going on a buyout, and I, I just well, that's the same. I'm an thing. idealist. I man. understand, and and I'm I'm a realist. No, I agree. And and I'm looking at you know the bottom line. You can go to anything, whether it's. Uh, the uh, the pros, you know, paying these un, un you know crazy numbers of these baseball players, football players, basketball players, numbers with way too many zeros on the end of it, but uh, you know because they're good for business. That's all it is, and that's what they're showing you. Is the football program is a business that it says IU, it says Purdue, it says Notre Dame, but yet it's still separate. No, no. So 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 I get that. You and, and you know it, and I get it. That we're going to pay you for your performance, right? You, you so in baseball, it's a game of failure. Okay, okay. You bat ten times, you get three hits. You're going to make ten mil because you're batting three hundred. So, so seven times you fail, but three times you succeed. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pay you for that. But on this, on these coaches buyouts, we're paying you to get the hell out. Yeah, they're paying them to go away. We're paying you to leave. We don't want to see you no more. You've invested your blood, sweat, and tears in this. Now we want you to go. Here's 15 mil. So it's basically a yeah. still, still part of their salary, if you think about it, as the buyout. And that's what gets me about the difference between college and pro. And then to go back to the high school, like with you and me, when we coached our brains out, we were still measured on wins and losses. But the school system had that ideologic thing. They're going to look at some, some chart and say, here's how much your money, because that's how much we pay every everybody. So yeah, exactly. it's, it's very socialistic. So it doesn't matter whether you win 10 games or 20 games, you're, they're going to still pay you the same amount of money. Where, And you know as well as I do, you've got some buddies down in the Indianapolis area right now they are making some pretty good money. But one of the things you got to do is you can you privately negotiate a contract saying, hey, if I win so many games, 
I get you know so much more money if I win a sectional. If I win a regional, well, I get a bonus. Yeah, that's... because they're going to get rid of you if you if you don't win. Yeah, no, exactly. But they're not going to reward you if you win. Yeah, and so I'm off of that soapbox now because <laughs> because um, because obviously I'm not going to change it, and it's it's only gonna it's only going to get worse. The guy at Houston. The guy, the guy, who's ever heard of Houston football? No, I did when Tom Herman was a coach. Right. I mean, Tom Herman ran a great program. But uh, Dana Horgelson, right. uh, he gets canned after five years, and he actually has a winning record. He has a winning record at Houston, but it's what have you done for me lately. He gets a, a, a fourteen got million dollar buyout. Yep, he's got yeah. a, he's got a buyout that's very similar to IU's. And so the programs are probably very similar. IU and Houston. Yeah. So at the where same do I level. sign? All right. So now let's let's take a look at. So who's going to IU? You heard any names? Yeah, Johnny Gruden. Yeah, can you? Can they? I mean, are they going to go for a big name? And is Gruden going to do that? I mean, John Gruden. Gruden. Gruden's a South Bend guy. Yeah, you know, he he went to school with one of my one of my neighbors back, you know, at Clay High School. Well, his father his father his was an assistant was football coach at Notre Dame, and John John played for Elmer Britton at um, at, at Clay at South High Bend School. Clay. Elmer Britton ran the motion offense. John was a uh, was an athlete. Was a quarterback that uh, was a quarterback that could run that ran, that, uh, ran the option that uh, 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 the option offense and I think I think that would be I think IU needs a name like that now people were complaining that I use players um, this guy's in the portal uh, sorely the quarterback he's in the portal the wide receiver he's in the portal he's doing him a favor the, the running back he's in the portal. Great! He's Get doing the a, heck doing, out! We need some players. Favor. Yeah, he's doing him a favor because if Gruden comes in there, he's probably going to help him and say that's probably a good idea. Yeah, hey John, you got a question for us? Because I know you had several uh, several questions. Yeah, we have a. Uh, this kind of goes on the topic you guys are talking about with IU. This comes from Kern in Odin, Indiana. I looked that up. I never heard of it. Well, it's funny. It's IU because I looked it up. Is down south and west of Bedford. And it's between in the Bedford, and it's between Blooming, Bloomfield and Washington. Okay, good. That's well, uh, that's Zeller country down there. Well, Kern is an IU fan. Wants to know with the Tom Allen firing and the buyout, what does IU need to do to get the football program right? Because it hasn't been right for such a long well, time. Well, it's it's simple. It's simple. Uh, you got to get players if you're going to compete in the Big Ten with the Michigans, the Ohio States. The Iowas, uh, you got to get players that are are being recruited by them too. Right. Yes. And, and you got to do things to get them. And I was doing some reading. They said that IU you has can read? one. I just yeah. So so let me ask you Evelyn, this question. Evelyn Wood. Can I ask you this question? You were a quarterback. Right. Took a lot of hits to the noggin. Yeah. So do you have CTE right now? Do you think? Not that yeah. I not that I know of. Oh, okay. Although my wife might blame some of my blackouts on on kind, that. Kind of as a follow up. Do they need to invest more in their facilities? That's exactly where I was going. That, I, I, okay, sorry. Didn't yeah, no, say you're no, 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 no. But you're, do, you're do you exactly need to invest right. in more in facilities there? Yeah. They, IU has one of the deepest pockets in the country. That's one of the things that they were talking about. It's just where's the money going? Basketball program. So they need to get some of that money out of the basketball program. Just like Calipari was talking about down at Kentucky. You know, about let's get football up. They need to take some of that money and move it over to football, and they need to improve their facilities. So, is and that the, will get those that will get some of those players to take a second look. Okay, so 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 let me ask you this question because I love asking questions. Does that mean John Calipari's given some of his his NIL money from from uh, from Kentucky basketball and giving it over to the football program? I that that I can't answer. I can I can answer it for I, you. No, I, I bet no. No, but, but I'm sure he's he's trying to promote. Hey. Talk, you know, give Stoops some money. Yeah, yeah. But it's coming from the school. But NIL money's not coming from school. But, but he's got his own. If he's giving Stoops some money, is it coming? Is is it taking it away from Kentucky basketball? I don't I think don't, so. No. So would it be taking it away from IU basketball? I, I would hope not, because basketball is what is what feeds the university. Sure. Well, and what I was saying is that they need to have allocate some money for facilities like John just mentioned, well, not I necessarily that, I, NIL. I thought, they, I thought they just updated facilities at, at IU well, three or four years ago. Well, maybe they need to do it again because they obviously the they're, not, they're not getting some players. Yeah, they did fill in that end zone, I mean, they, they filled in the end zone. But so, so sometimes you know what it takes? It takes, it takes one or two players. It takes one or two players to commit 
and it, and to start that cycle and to get that going, it's it's a it's got to be a head coach with some juice. Right now they they had some momentum when they hired Kevin Wilson, uh, I believe, who was the offensive coordinator, maybe at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They hired Kevin Wilson. Uh, and he he had a couple of good years right. before he fell on some hard times, but hiring somebody a name guy with some juice. So, and, so bring, how are you gonna bring so, in John Gruden? So how are you gonna hire John Gruden? Um, you, you're gonna hire John Gruden by paying him the same money Jim Harbaugh's making, possibly. And, or you know he may come, come in there. He may say I don't need that money, but then he might not too. He may look, say what, Yeah, you I, pay me and pay my assistant. So. That sounds like an idealist to me. You just told me you were a realist. Because which guy's going to come in and say, I don't need the money? I'm just saying. But you're right. You and I would because, because, because I'm we're Polish and you're what, German? German-Irish. Oh, okay. Figure that one out. But John Gruden ain't <laughs> saying, hey, if John Gruden's going to IU, his financial package will be up there with the highest paid coaches in and, that league. But he, one of the things they could do is they can spread that out over a number of years, yeah. kind of like some of the pro quarterbacks have done, yeah. where they've taken less money now, but you're still going to pay them till they're 65 years well, old. So you, so you want them to do a Bobby Bonilla contract? Yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> I, 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 I'm surprised more players don't do that. <laughs> On July 1st, Bobby, here's another check. Hey, you haven't played for 37 years. I, I'm surprised more players haven't done that. John, give us another one. You want another one? Because you said right? you have a house full of them. We, yeah, we got. I, I am happy. You had we had seven questions this week. That's fantastic. A lot of them are college football, but that's that's Go timely. What do you guys think of Mike Elko, Elko being hired as the Texas A&M coach, and will he be successful there? Well, Mike Elko is a, te- is a Texas – now he's coming from Duke, but he's a yeah. Texas A&M guy as he was the yeah. defensive coordinator at Texas A&M uh, before he took the Duke job. Before he went to A&M, he was a defensive coach at, at Notre Dame yeah. at, in God's country here because we know God made Notre Dame number one. Oh, so Lord. he was the a defensive coach. He, what are you guys laughing about? Stop. I agree. This is God, country, Notre Dame. This is <laughs> this is Northern Indiana, man. This is I, the I, southern I guess, part I of guess, the region. I guess I'm still a transplant. Well, I still don't. You are, and man. I'm surprised I put him on the air wearing that Bears gear today. Well, Seriously, he's, tankathon. He's a he's a fanatic. He's a fan. Right, so so before <laughs> I was rudely interrupted here, um, we were trying to save you, Mike Elko. He is a Texas A and M guy. Yes, he so goes he, to Duke. He he goes sixteen and seven. He's taken a lot. He's done things the right way. Went and found a head coaching job. Yes, yeah, he did it the right way. I give him a chance. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. They to went see. after Stoops from K- Kentucky, and he told them, "No, thank you." Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how much of a salary they give him. And and I, I so I would love to be in the meeting when they talk money because here's how that meeting might go. Hey, um, hey, Mike, listen, we really like you. We're going to offer you this job. We can't pay a lot because we're still paying Jimbo. <laughs> we're paying Jimbo seventy six. We'll have to go ask Jimbo for a loan. Yeah. All right. You, have, you got another one? Yeah. This one comes from Rick in Holland, Michigan. Your thoughts on Jonathan Smith coming from Oregon State to be the new head coach at Michigan State? Yeah, so Jonathan, so Jonathan Smith, a uh, a born and bred Oregon State guy. I mean, Oregon State is his alma mater. He was a quarterback there, wasn't he? He was a quarterback there. Yeah. But again, again, you know, it's all what have you done for me lately? Because he ends up with a career record at Oregon State of thirty-four and thirty-five. But it's his last two years. He's gone 18 and 7. Mm-hmm. Now, you can say, and obviously in the Northwest, they beat each other's brains in with Washington, with Oregon, Washington the, State. The Pac-12 yeah. beats each other up. That's right. But but if you're going to say, if you're going to say, oh, man, this guy wins, blah, 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 he's won the last two years. He's young. He's innovative. He, he, has, a, he has a great control and a great pulse on his own program up there. So I, I would say I would say during the interview, that all came through. Well, and we all had a chance to see him play Washington this last weekend too, and uh, that was a heck of a ball game. <laughs> they gave Washington everything they wanted, and so as he takes that job there, that'll be interested. To, I'll be interested to see what kind of contract he gets at Michigan State because he's got to recruit Michigan. That's for sure. Well, so when they so when they hire Mel Tucker. They give Mel Tucker, I mean, I mean, a pretty good contract, but not a great contract. Mel Tucker wins his first year, goes maybe nine and two his first year. 
there's rumblings that the NFL is coming after Mel Tucker. So now Michigan State gives him a, a 10-year, $100 million contract. To keep him there, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be curious to see the size of these contracts. Now, as, 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 we, as we talk about uh, the college playoff series, the bowl series, uh, obviously with the great Michigan-Ohio State game, we knew one of those teams was going to fall by the wayside. And obviously Michigan now has won three straight. And, yes, Scott, Michigan has won three straight, three straight games over Ohio State. Is that called domination? I, I think it might be. Well, I, and the other thing you look at, prior to those three years, who won those ball games is what people are going to come back at you. Yeah, but. Because but, I think Ohio State won like three or four in a row. Yeah, but. As but, you just keep saying. It's what have you done for me lately. And Jim Harbaugh. And I just Har- got a text, by and the Har- way. And Har- Harbaugh was about to get fired, if you remember, three years ago because he could not beat Ohio State. Yeah. The only the text I just got came from Josh, not my Josh, but some other Josh. Okay. Only scenario he thinks where Ohio State gets in is if Louisville wins the ACC, yeah. Oregon beats Washington to win the Pac-12, and Oklahoma State beats Texas. Then Texas missed the CFP with two losses. Georgia beats Alabama. Then it would be Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Ohio State. Your Ohio thoughts on that? I yeah. totally agree with him. It's either going to be Ohio State or Alabama. Because well, they both are going to have one loss, well, right? Yeah, but but that's a, but you're assuming that Alabama can beat Georgia. Now let's let's talk about Alabama for a second. That game in that the Iron fun, that Bowl that was fun, wasn't it? That fourth and forever. Fourth and thirty-one. Yeah. Fourth and thirty-one, and at the and at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the season, and this is and this is where Nick Saban is such. He's a pro. Sure he is. He's a pro. He's a great coach. You know, we're going to bring in Tyler Buckner, the Notre Dame guy. We're going to bring in Tommy Reese. We're going to do all this. We don't have a quarterback. We play Jalen Milrow the first game. They get beat. Uh, he doesn't play well. The next game is against the tomato can, so they, they, <laughs> they play the other two quarterbacks. Buckner's terrible. Mm-hmm. The other quarterback isn't much better. Let's go back to Milrow. So, like down the stretch, I mean, Milrow plays like a pro. Now they're talking about him. And he's saying, give me the Heisman. Yeah, I mean, th- that ball he threw on fourth and 31, that was. He threw it to the corner. He threw him open. He threw it to an open spot and said, go get it. Yeah, and so, so, so Nick Saban, and I guess my point was saying that Nick Saban is a pro. He just brought that team along. They went, they went from not very good to a little bit better to a little better, and they brought that team along uh, during the season. And that's why, that's, why, that's why Nick Saban, to me, is the best and college that, football and, and, coach and out there. And the people down there are probably going to tell you that this might be one of his best coaching jobs. Yeah, yeah, and he's 11-1. and one. Because he took a lot of new players. I mean, it would be interesting to see how many players they lost to the draft last year. I'm pretty sure it was double figures. Matter of fact, he had like six first-rounders, I think. Now, can he beat Georgia – in in Atlanta next weekend. That's the question. That's, that's, and yeah, and that's why we're gonna. That's why we're gonna watch that one. And 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 nobody has been able to beat uh, Georgia in that in that conference game in that conference game championship the last couple of years. And Georgia's run the table. I mean, Georgia's run the table. And so, if that scenario plays out, if Alabama can beat Georgia. Now Washington is is against is against Oregon on Friday in, in Vegas. That's a, that's a rematch. That's a rematch. What was the score of the first of the I, first time they played? Can you I mean, can you remember? I don't remember. Well, so Oregon has to be Washington. Yeah, and they, they that's a rematch. They split one and one. So which one goes? Which one is in? Which one's out? They're both one loss. Yeah, but I so I don't know. I th- so again, I think it's. It's when you got beat. Mm-hmm. So if you get beat now, do you and, take Oregon instead of Washington? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's that that's that uh, scenario where Ohio State right. can get back in. And and one of the stories within the stories, you got probably the two Heisman top Heisman Trophy candidates, quarterbacks against each other in that game, and Bo Nix and and uh, Penix. Yeah. So so and both of those guys are transplants. Yes, they they're are. both transplants. Bo Nix comes from uh, Auburn, mm-hmm. where he, he was okay. Right. He was okay, but now he you got put hurt. I think he got hurt his second year, didn't he, and yes. sat out. Yeah, and then you put him with good players. Mm-hmm. And Pen- and it's the same scenario with Penix as Penix yeah. got hurt. I mean, 
he he kind of resurrected IU for a year or he two was, there. He was yeah. When IU was good, he was the quarterback. He was good, and then he got hurt. Yes, and IU was bad, and they haven't recovered. And he transfers out to Washington. He's in the mix for the him and Bo Nix are in the mix for right. the Heisman. Well, I'm sitting there trying so go to go pl- figure that. I'm trying to plan my weekend here. Friday night. Friday night, I'm looking at an 8 o'clock game with Oregon and Washington. You're not doing a basketball game Friday night? Well, I may have to run home and hurry up and get that done. But at noon Saturday, I'm looking at Oklahoma State and Texas. That's a good noon game. There's two other. um, I'm probably going to watch that instead of Miami, Ohio, and Toledo. So so what did Sarkeesian do last Saturday to try and save a little bit of something? What did Sarkeesian do? He got Arch Manning in the game. Oh, he got Arch. He's trying to try to keep him there. He's trying to keep him trying there. Trying to keep him from transferring. I mean, Quinn Ewers has another year, I believe. Or, or, or can Quinn Ewers come out this year? That, that I don't know. Uh, I mean, Quinn Ewers is obviously their quarterback. And if Quinn Ewers stays again, Arch Manning is still, is still going to be is sitting be behind the, yeah, him. He's going to be the backup for another year. But, do you, you red shirt him? But is that all that bad? No. No, because he's, he's got three money. years. Yeah. He's making money. He's learning the college game. But uh, well, I'm looking at 4 o'clock. you got Georgia and Alabama. So we, 4 o'clock's taken care of. And then the night game, uh, what do we watch? Michigan and Iowa? Or do I watch Louisville and Florida State? So, so Florida State needs or, a quarterback. Or you might be helping me with a basketball game. Well, 8 o'clock. I may be running home to watch this in the second half. Yeah, so look, Florida State's quarterbacks hurt. So they I, struggled this week. So I think, I think obviously, that the weakest team in the Final Four, and, and Florida State should be in there. They're, I mean, they're 12-0. and 0, They're undefeated. Yeah, they're limping in, but like you said, they're, if they can win, they'll be in, even though they, they may be the weakest link because they're hurting. You know, their quarterback's hurting. But uh, I think it's going to be a great weekend. Now, John, yes. why don't I do the Frick's driving okay. road of the road game of the week? Because I wanna, I've got something I want to go over here. Frick's driving school game of the week is going to be my team on the road with that win was Alabama at Auburn. For them to do what they did. Now, when you people have a chance, go watch the replay. If you remember now, on what, second down, when the center snapped the ball past the quarterback and caused chaos and everybody's going, oh, my gosh, they're back at the 25 or 30-yard line and it's third down. You know, this that's the ball game. And you're thinking, how could that all of a sudden happen? Watch the replay. Auburn's free safety is back in position. And while they're calling signals, he runs up to the line of scrimmage right next to the linebackers, claps his hands. Guess what happens? Center snaps the ball. Quarterback's not even looking. He's looking sideways, and that's why the ball went right by him. Watch and see if I'm not wrong. Linebackers, he was right next to the linebackers, right in front of the center. Center hears it's clap. He snaps the ball. Okay? Obviously, you can't do that. That's that disconcertion that they call quite a bit, but... It happens more than we know. You hear, you know, every once in a while you'll have that call because the linebackers are making calls and they'll they'll be barking or calling hut or saying a set or something, trying to simulate the snap count. And that's why the quarterbacks now have gone to that visual where they're lifting their leg. Or you'll see a lot of times the guard is watching and the guard's turned around and he taps the center on the so, on the on the leg, and that's that's the signal. You know, the center a lot of times now is not any part of the decision-making when it's snapped. It's either the, the guard next to him is tapping him. Just, just saying. Watch that. Anyways. The, the, we can't get nothing by you. The fourth, fourth down fourth down was impressive for him yeah, to make. It was. And, and like you said, Saban said that they practice that play. Now, you know how. Think how many times on day before games in basketball we would practice late game stuff. We'd run that Christian Leitner play three seconds or less. You throw it to the foul line. How many times it works? It never works. You know, they hit the seat, they hit the scoreboard, they throw it over his head. It never works. But yet you're going to run it in a game, hoping that it might work. And that's what happened. If you remember, that wide receiver ran the guy just a couple steps in, and it created that space in the corner. And the quarterback, all he did was throw the ball to the back pylon and told that receiver, "Go get it." Yeah, just just a great play, and and. Uh... You know, I mean, I mean, Jalen Milrow rose to the occasion, all, all the critics, uh, and he made the play. So, so the second four obviously would be Oregon uh, with 11 and one, 
uh, Ohio State 11 and 1, Texas at 11 and 1 and Alabama at 11 and 1. And and then and then like our texter said, a lot of things have to happen. Hey, sure. listen, let me let me talk about um, one of our sponsors again, and that's Tony Letcher from Health Markets Insurance. Whether you need help with your health insurance or Medicare, it's time you get the right coverage for the right price. Call Tony today at 574-307-8882. And also Hans Funeral Home. Uh, they're located at 505 West 8th Street in downtown Mishawaka. You can call us anytime at 574-255-1474. Stop in to get answers from our local funeral professionals about all your funeral needs. Hans Funeral Homes and Family Serving Families, your Frick wrote your Frick's, Frick's road game of the week, right? And driver, my driver's ed. Uh, talk to talk to Joe Lynn. Talk to Doug down at Frick's. Uh, phone numbers on the website here. If you're 15, you can get your permit and you can drive not only with mom and dad, but you can get your six lessons in down there with us at, at Frick's. And uh, when you're 16 and three months, you can go get your license. Oh boy! So oh boy! There you go. And you can we and we do drive in the winter time as long as there's not snow on the ground. Oh boy! Like we would drive, we'll drive, we'll drive in the winter time. All right. So who's your Frick's? Who's your Frick's road game? My road week? team. My road team was Alabama. Alabama yeah. on the road. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think I don't think you're going to find anybody better than that this week. Yeah, so. I, I think that's true. I so. think that's true. So we so so like do, should we make the noise like the little truck going across the screen? We're not. No. We're not making that noise. No. John, John put a picture up, I think. Okay, good. Yeah, so I, we're good. I put up the logo, so that's, that's good go. enough. Let's, hey, uh, we probably so, need to do high school football. Well, but we I'm going to do, 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 do one more thing. All right, finish. So Notre Dame 16th. They're ranked number 16th. Who are they going to play in a bowl game? LSU. Why, I think, why not? I think Notre Dame LSU would be phenomenal. Now, John, they've renamed the – It's the it, ReliaQuest yeah, Bowl it, or something. Yeah, is it the old Outback Bowl or Citrus it's Bowl? It's the old Citrus Bowl old in Orlando. Citrus, okay, yeah. it's in Orlando. So they're going to Disney. They're going to play there Central Florida. And, um, yeah, it's the old Citrus Bowl. It's Who's going to play sponsor. Central Florida? It's at Central oh, Florida. Okay. It's, so, it's, it's in, in Orlando. Orlando. So, so why not generate that buzz sure. of Notre Dame LSU? Sure. I, think I agree. It, yeah, I why think not? It, I think it'd be phenomenal. Sure. Hey, hey, Pat, let us know about some high school football here. I mean, last Saturday or last Friday and Saturday, we had six games at the Dome. Sure. And, uh, I mean, good football games. Let us know what happened. Well, fri- Friday we had the state finals down at Lucas Oil. And I think the games went pretty much as expected. Uh, the 1A game, Indianapolis Lutheran, is actually closer than they thought, but they, they beat uh, Adams Central 35-28. Uh, they were undefeated. And one of the things we'll mention is that I think all the winners are moving up a class this year because this is the second year of the Every success single factor. One of them. They're all moving up. So Lutheran will be a 2A. In the 3A game, they had the odd numbers, 1, 3, and 5 on Friday. Chatard was undefeated. They beat up on Heritage Hills, with, you know, one of the – Southern Indiana schools, 35-7. Chatard was good this year. A lot of people were talking. They could have played 5A and 6A and been very competitive. And so Chatard will move up to 4A They'll move up to 4. And in the 5A, uh, you know, the people up here knew how good they were. Snyder wins. And that's got to make the Mishawaka people cry a thousand thousand tears. And and beat up on Decatur Central, 33-6. And I would believe that, too, because, because if we would relive that Mishawaka game, if not for maybe about 30 seconds of extra time, or if you could have burned 30 seconds somewhere and Snyder not uh, not be able to get the ball back when Mishawaka kicks a 35-yard field goal to take right. the lead, and then Snyder run goes down the field. Just run, a little, run 10 more seconds yeah, off the clock somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere. Yep. Then, then, you know, you can dream, you can visualize, you can say Mishawaka is, is, is in that Well, and here's, here's the good news. Snyder is moving up to 6A next year. Okay. Okay. Saturday, the 2A, Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. Everybody kind of anticipated it. They were like 6-3 and three going into the tournament with three losses. They were playing an undefeated North Posey team, beat them 40-3. to 40-3. Yeah. to three. It was ugly. Uh, same thing in Class 4A, East Central, undefeated. Again, they could probably play in 5A or 6A ball. Uh, had a close game early, but they beat up on Northwood 42-14. And East Central Central Central's good, and they'll be 5A next year. Yes. And then the the, the big game was was, uh, Ben Davis and Crown Point, and Ben Davis 38-10. 
So they just ran off and hit. Again, most people said that last, last week was the state final game when Ben Davis played Center Grove, and I think they pretty well proved that. So football is over. Football Put is a over. Fork in football. Football is over. It is now basketball season high in school. the high schools. Uh, high we, school we, basketball. We were talking to – they've got a boys' top ten up here in the up here in South Bend. The boys have only played one week. So some of the teams have only played one game. Some of them haven't played at all. But they've got the, the people – they just put some num- numbers up there, some teams just to give us something to talk about. Uh, you got South Bend Riley. You got Penn, North Ridge, same teams we mentioned last week. Well, so, so Riley beats LaPorte 81-51. to 51. And I thought uh, I saw Laporte in the sectional last year. The sectional was at Laporte. I, I thought Laporte had a pretty good uh, team, and they had maybe two or three good players returning. So to see a thirty a thirty point win mm-hmm. was pretty impressive for Riley. Yeah, Riley think. plays Jimtown Tuesday, Mishawaka Marion on Friday. So so Mishawaka Marion will be a good test for Riley, right. and then, and then Merrillville on Saturday. So they've got three games this week. Uh, John, you're going over to Penn. I may be there too. Penn uh, plays South Bend Clay on Friday night, and they are dedicating the gym floor to Al Rhodes. Yes, they're having a ceremony between the JV and varsity game. Mm-hmm. JV at 6:15. They're going to let the varsity boys warm up for about 20 minutes, and then they're going to do the ceremony. And then they're going to play ball, but kind of historic for Al Rhodes, obviously getting the floor named after him, and of course the final game for South Bend Clay against Penn since Clay's closing. So a lot of historical significance in that game, and we're going to have that game right here on broadcastsport.net. Penn defeats Carroll in their, in, in their opener, 72-66. As, as we know from coaching, Fort Wayne Carroll's always, They're always historically good. a they're always good. A good basketball. Yeah, they've team. got a they've got a young man who's committed to Bowling Green. Is their okay. is their shooting guard had a pretty good game against Penn the other yeah, day. And Penn had three people in double figures. Maverick Brown had twenty five and seven rebounds. Dominic Bonner twenty, and Trey Miller had eighteen and six. So they you know pretty good balance to, for the first game. Yeah, and let's not and let's not have no no illusions of grand of grandeur here, thinking that Clay can play against Penn. Um, I. You guys that, are that's, doing that's John. So no, you guys are doing that game, right? John is. Yes, I, I am. And I will probably take be there some, too. Okay, take some stuff on the on the on the Tigers and use his fill in. <laughs> I mean, the Tigers signed Kenton Maeda up to yes, they you, did. You, you, I was wondering. They, we made we made fifty minutes before baseball. I yeah. mean, <laughs> get some stuff. Get some filler material in. Because, okay, we can actually we can fill it with a baseball question. We could. Let me here. Go here, fire Northridge, Mishawaka, Northwood, <laughs> St. Joe, Marion, Washington, Plymouth, and Clay's number ten right now because they won a game. All right, fire go. Do your baseball. All right, go. who lands Otani for the next season? Well, it's it. So, so whenever you did uh, like do this hot stove stuff, there's always there's always uh, people that have the scoop that don't have the scoop. Because they want to sell newspapers, they want to sell news. So they're saying that the two teams in this in this race are the Dodgers and the Cubs. Now I will say, I will say, Otani is going to sign for between four hundred and five hundred million dollars, which um, will end up being a forty to fifty million dollar contract as they'll string that out over ten years, or or they could. Uh, I mean, sign that contract maybe with a two-year opt-out, and, and there's a lot of ways they could uh, draft that contract out. They could, they could, you know, do a, a $450 million contract for two years. Now Otani comes back and he's pitching again because he has to have surgery on on his on his his pitching elbow, so he's got two years. Then he can opt out because if his arm is is sound again, he may get $600 million. So I would say, I would say. I want the Cubs to get him. I think that's a lot of money. You can say, hey, hey, for four hundred to five hundred million, we can sign three guys, right? But and you can pay, pay you can pay tuition for a lot of high college students too. Yeah, well, that's performance, <laughs> Pat. You're being a smartass. That's just, performance. I just thought I'd throw no, that, that in there. Just, that was good. Just to throw that in there. That's performance. Just think about when you're college kids that could pay their loans when, off. When you're burning money, <laughs> when you're burning money to say, Pat, we're firing you. Here's seventy million. You're burning money to tell you to go. Where do I sign? Yeah, I, I know, I know. I'm signing right there where, too. Where, where do I sign? But so, listen, I think you that, go ahead and keep doing that hot 
pot stove thing. Pot stove. Yes. I'm going to watch college basketball. All right. All right. Northridge, Northridge beat Elkhart, beat Westview. They got Culver Academy and Valpo. We'll see what Mark Galloway's got at, at Culver, right? Yeah. Well, and you got a, you got a game tomorrow night. Washington plays Elkhart tomorrow night, as I know. That's yes. on a Tuesday. So that that should be a good are you, Tuesday Are you guys doing game. that game? We will have a crew there, yes. I have a girls game tomorrow. So I will have a crew there doing that. So we'll have a is boys. Pa- is Patrick going? No. I don't want to. I have things to do. Oh, man. Now, he's going to help me Friday and Saturday. I'm I teaching think. driver's ed tomorrow oh, okay. night. So I saw Mishawaka. <laughs> I did the Mishawaka-Tippecanoe Valley game. Mishawaka's big. Uh, they had a nice little guard last year who, if you caught him on a good day, he was pretty good. Arthur. If you yep. caught him on a, me- on, a, on a mediocre day, he killed you. But they won the section, won 20 games last week. They don't play this week. Northwood obviously won't play uh, for about three weeks because of football. St. Joe will play this week at Concord. They'll play Adams on Friday, and then they'll go to the Duneland Conference against Chesterton on Saturday. St. Joe could be good. Chesterton's been good, so that would be a good challenge for them. Uh, and St. Joe should be good. I'm, I'm going to do Mishawaka against Goshen tomorrow night. Okay. Mishawaka-Marion against Goshen. So I'll get a look at Marion and, and, and see what they look like. And, 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 and this is also a three-game week for them because they play Riley on Friday and Bishop Lures uh, again on Saturday. Washington lost to Lake Central 54-58. to Lake Central's historically a good Duneland Conference They're team. big and strong. And Washington, young, mm-hmm. but they have the, I mean, the They're player. They're young. Yep. I mean, they have the player, Stephen Reynolds. They play at Elkhart, like you said, uh, tomorrow night, and then uh, New Prairie Friday, Goshen on Saturday, and then Plymouth, two and zip. Yeah. I mean, Plymouth, come on. Maybe John Glenn, going. because John Glenn don't have their football players out <laughs> right. probably yet. Beat South Bend Career Academy, your old place, Beat, 80 beat Leon's team, yep. And, and we'll play Plymouth. So who, who knows who knows about It's still Plymouth. early, yeah. Who, who knows, knows about Plymouth? John, have, have you used up all your questions? No, I have not. Fire. Uh, a couple more. One on college basketball or football. Which one you want first? Fire. Is Purdue really the number one team in college hoops? That well, they, well, they go in and they, and they, they win, win the Maui, Maui tournament. Uh, they beat some really good teams. They beat Gonzaga. They beat Tennessee. They beat Marquette. All three of those teams were in the top 11. So I, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty accurate ranking, Pat. Right now it is. You know, Edie's averaging 23 a game. Uh, their two guards, Braden Smith's at 12 a game and Fletcher Lawyer's at 10-7. Um, you know, everybody can say as long as those two guards are playing well. Now, as soon as they hit the slump, who's going to catch up for him? And I, I like Lance Jones, the transfers from Southern Illinois. Yeah, I, yeah, I, liked I like him, him too. too. I think he's going to be a difference maker. Trey Kaufman, Wren, and um, Gillis, and first, I think, are, are, they just need to get them more involved. I think right now they're, they're minor characters. And who else? Morton. Who else? Daddy played linebacker for the Bears and the Patriots. Miles Colvin. Miles Colvin. Where is Miles Colvin? I'm looking. Here he is, Miles Colvin. Six games, 10 minutes a game, 5.2. There you okay. go. That's not bad for a freshman, no, right? No, he's he, he, in, in his first two games, I think he made six threes. Miles Colvin. Okay. Kansas was they, number one, they lost to Marquette. Almost, they're almost too deep. We just named 11 players. Yeah. Yeah. They'll and, have to get that cut down. To well, and, and, you know, I mean, when you talk about injuries, attrition, things like that, sure. Kansas was number one, lost to Marquette. I, I think the big, I think the key for, for Purdue is this, is, is for Matt Painter to bring him along a little bit slower. But what happens is, is teams, is teams, it, it's the same team as last year. Well, and here's what's going to happen. They, they played Texas Southern tomorrow night. So they'll, they'll win that game. But they, they're going to run into a hornet's nest Friday night. They go to Northwestern for their first uh, Big Ten game. They, yes, they do. And, 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 they, and could, they could be 0-1 <laughs> so, well, they're come no, Saturday. Yeah, but they're not going to be 0-1. And then they play Iowa Monday. A yeah, week but, from tonight, they but play North, but Iowa. Northwestern, but Northwestern isn't going to beat well, them. Barnheiser's kid's one of the best players this but year. But they're still not going to beat them. But well, look, they, okay. Good, okay, you have I'm the top saying. 20. You have the top 20. I'm just saying. Okay, you have the top 20. Okay. I use 5-1. and one. Yes. Why is IU not in the top 20? They're 5-1. and one. Good point. They haven't played anybody. There, there you go. There you go. They, they haven't, haven't played, played anybody. anybody. And, you know, we mentioned, you know, that uh, Purdue wins that tournament that they were in out at Maui, and that they played three top – well, they played number 11. Uh, I just said it. Gonzaga. I just said it. Gonzaga, yeah, Tennessee, and Marquette. Exactly. 
And who did IU – IU went to Brooklyn. Got beat and, by and, UConn. And, and, that, and that's not a bad loss. And, uh, and, and, beats, they, and beats Oklahoma State. Yeah, so they, were, that, they got a split. Yeah, and then they beat and, – uh, and so IU on Friday, I believe, will host Maryland. So, so they're yeah. right – I mean, they're in They're the right cooker. there. And I got to mention my Butler Bulldogs. They're now 5-2. and two. They were down at Disney at Wide World of Sports. You probably saw some of that over the weekend. Uh, they lose to Florida Atlantic. Believe it or not, Florida Atlantic wins that tournament. Wow. They won that tournament, and then they, in the, they got in the consolation bracket. They beat Penn State by 10 and beat Boise State, I think, yesterday by 14. So Butler stands at 4-2 at and two with a lot of transfers. And they've got uh, Texas Tech this week, and then they've got Buffalo, California, Saginaw Valley, and then they open up the conference against Georgetown. So they, December got a, so they got a bunch of tomato cans. They've got some up. tomato cans coming All right, through so here. we know we know why I'm decked out the way I am. Monday night Monday football. Monday night football. Bears, Vikings. Good luck. At Minnesota. Um, Josh Dobbs, the ninth-string quarterback, is playing for the Vikings. I will be safely in bed by halftime knowing who the winner is. It's it's. I want the Vikings to win, too. I love the Bears. <laughs> I, I want Justin I Fields I to play well. Yes. I want him to play well. And don't get hurt. But I don't want him to get hurt, but I'm in tankathon mode. It's been great, Johnny. You've been great spinning the dials tonight. <laughs> Pat, you're the absolute you're best. Fine. Yep, we did You're well. the absolute best. And we will be here same time, same bat channel next week. Coach's Corner with Patrick King. Tell your friends. And Ron Heklinski. Oh, man. Are you kidding me?